Awesome. Okay. Good evening. Today is April 18th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is um, Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience, I believe. I hope I'm getting that correct. And our speaker tonight is Rachel P. Thank you, Rachel. Welcome, welcome. All right. Hi everyone, my name is Rachel P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm grateful to be here. This is my first time at this meeting and um, appreciate the invitation to share. In preparation for this meeting, you know, I, I read again the um, appendix to a spiritual experience and I just appreciate so much this big book, and that every time I read it, I see something different, depending on where I am along the journey of my spiritual awakening, which I believe is constant, always, every moment of my life. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just reflecting on on that and just marveling at that. Um, but I'll just I'll qualify for a few minutes and just tell you a little bit about my story and um, kind of relate it into the reading of the last few paragraphs of the appendix. And um, yeah, I, I wanna in particular keep the emphasis on my story, um, you know, in highlighting my relationship or luck thereof with a higher power throughout my life, given the um, theme of this of this meeting and um, and the reading tonight. Um, yeah, so um, I um, you know this disease started really young for me. Um, I don't I don't have memories of through pretty much the age of five. Um, I had um, leukemia when I was when I was little from ages two to five. And, um, I believe like I blacked out pretty much that whole time. Um, but I do remember, um, just so many of the memories I do have from my childhood have to do with food. Um, and I have several memories, um, related to that. And, um, I started gaining weight when I was about, um, eight or nine years old. And, and that's when really the shame set in when I started to understand, oh, I eat differently than other people do. And, you know, I, this food is good. I, I, I want more, I want more, you know, I couldn't stop. I didn't have that off switch. And then I began to, you know, hide and sneak and, and everything. I'm sure a lot of you are relating to this. Um, but I grew up in a household where we went to church just about every Sunday, very involved. Um, you know, it was so much of our social community. Um, you know, my mom was very devout. Um, and it was really, you know, the religious um, component was really, really important and meaningful for her. Um, and I remember at, you know, age 12 or so, you know, telling her, mom, I feel like when I'm praying at night, I don't feel like I'm praying to anyone. And um, she didn't really know what to say to that. She, she said, oh, that's weird. Um, Cause she just didn't understand that. She didn't understand that perspective or that experience. 
of, of doubting, um, doubting belief in a higher power, a concept of higher power. And, you know, what I, what I now know is that, you know, my concept of higher power at the time was a wish list God, a conditional God was, you know, a Santa Claus God, right? Like, God, please, please make all these things happen for me or else I'm not going to believe in you. Um, that was kind of what my concept of higher power was for a long time. And all the while I was gaining weight, I was gaining weight and hated myself. I mean, there was just so much self-hatred. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm recovering from what may have been COVID. So you may, I may be coughing a bit. Um, and my mom passed away when I was 14 and, um, you know, after she passed, I, well, when she passed, I was in the middle of my confirmation process at my church. And, um, you know, when, after she passed, I decided I don't want anything to do with this. You know, if, if, if this could happen to me, um, to my mom who died by suicide, um, there is no God, or if there is, I want nothing to do with, with God. So I became an atheist, um, at, you know, uh, well, I had a, I had a little bit of, a, uh, experimentation with Wicca where I wanted to cast spells and be a witch and like commune with nature, um, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, that was kind of important to me because it was like conceptualizing my own higher power, um, for the first time. And, it did resonate with me. Um, but ultimately I decided to become an atheist and I was an atheist for many years. Um, and very staunchly so, and all the while I was gaining weight, I was gaining weight. And by the time I hit 18 years old, I was, um, you know, I, I ate over everything and, and anything. And I'm, you know, I ate because I'm a compulsive eater. And by the time I, I was 18 years old, I was up to 275 pounds. And, um, yeah. And, you know, very much an atheist. And then at 18 years old, when I, when I weighed in at, at what was my highest recorded weight, I decided, um, I'm going to lose hundred pounds in the next year. I'm going to control this. I'm going to fix it. Um, you know, I thought this is my bottom, I've got to change it. And I set out on a mission, you know, self-will what, you know, I now have words for these things, for these experiences I didn't at the time, but I was trying to engage that lever of self-will. I was playing God, right. Um, because I believed that, that this was, this was something that I could fix that I could manage. And because I, you know, I was the atheist, I didn't believe in any sort of higher power. It was just at the time, what I believed was just the worldly plane. Uh, when we die, we die. Um, that's it, you know, um, and very much like nihilism as well. Like, what does it matter? Um, right. And so if at the time there is no power, therefore I'm alone, I'm on my own. I've got to fix this. I've got to solve this, whether it was food or anything else. Right. And, um, I was so encumbered by self-hatred and fear and, um, it was just absolutely miserable. Um, and, uh, in, uh, 2011, soon after I graduated college, I had just come off of a binge 
and Googled, you can't stop binge eating. And Overeaters Anonymous came up. I wanted nothing to do with it. And I was familiar with another 12-step program because a family member of mine had gotten recovered in that program. And um, I knew it had to do with God and I wanted nothing to do with God. Um, I did have a little bit of desperation though because everything I was trying wasn't working. I went to a meeting and I heard them say the word God. They read the steps aloud and immediately it was a no for me. Um, I remember, you know, I, I just crying during that meeting. Like I, I could barely get words out because I had so much shame about what I had done with food and what I, you know, what my life was like and the self-hatred and the, and all the shame that I carried. Even so, you know, I, I got back into my car after that meeting and I, I resolved again, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to change this. I just have to find the next diet because this, if this has to do with God, I want nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. <clears throat> and, you know, relating this into the reading, um, my mind was absolutely closed. Um, I had an attitude of intolerance and belligerent denial. I was a hard no with anything to do with God, anything to do with higher power. I was shut down to it completely. And then, thank you, God, over the next six, seven years, certain things happened of the educational variety such that my mind was able to open up a little bit more, just to, just a sliver. Um, one kind of monumental experience was, um, you know, several years later, I was, well, I'll say for one, I tried to experiment some more. I did the next diet, the next diet, the next, you know, my disease was, you know, for the longest time it was binging. And then, you know, after 18 years old, it, it went into obsession, restriction, over-exercising, control. I did end up losing a hundred pounds from my heaviest weight. It went up and down and up and down and up and down. And I was desperately holding on to that. Um, but for one, it was, you know, the, what I consider now to be a step one experience of trying to control, trying to figure it out, um, just and the obsession, you know, progressing and progressing and progressing. Thank you. I see that, Katie. And, um, you know, and then two, you know, a, a really important experience for me was, you know, I dated someone in, um, what was it, 2017, 2018, who was recovered in another 12-step program. And um, because I am a recovering codependent and wanted to do whatever it took to get him to like me and to love me. I went to church with him, which was huge because I was an atheist. Um, you know, I, I, you know, like Bill W describes in Bill's story, um, you know, the scales of, of prejudice, right. That he, that he, he carried for so many years, um, for so long, you know, I had that. And, um, but I, I went to, a non-denominational church with this person I was dating at the time and, you know, going to that environment and um, seeing that there can be environments where, you know, there is kind of a higher power of, of people's own understanding. It wasn't the God that I grew up with. 
was meaningful for me. I was still pretty close-minded and I didn't, you know, when I, I didn't develop spirituality at that point, but for me, that experience of going to that place of worship with him and talking to him about his 12-step recovery, I kind of consider him to be my Ebby of sorts. Um, it kind of, it, it just opened the door, just sliver, just barely a sliver. And, you know, such that come, you know, 2018, I was so beat down by this disease. That relationship had ended and my binging had gotten worse. Um, you know, I had this like tight kind of control over it. My weight was going up and down and up and down, you know, a span of like 20 pounds or so. Um, just about every minute of every day, I was obsessed with food and restriction and, you know, X, Y, Z, you, you all get it. Um, and I came to see a therapist and I wrote on my intake paperwork, I want to, you know, I need to talk to somebody about my binge eating, which was huge for me because it was this insidious secret, especially because I had lost the weight. People couldn't necessarily see it in my body. I was still like overweight. Um, but like, I, I wasn't at a healthy, stable body weight, but all my friends knew me as this person who had lost hundred pounds, who was so disciplined and, you know, knew how to eat. They didn't know I was binging in secret. Um, so I came to see a therapist and she told me to go to OA and it, I knew at that moment when, when those words came out of her mouth and she's recovered in this program as well. Um, I knew that this was the thing, this was the thing without a doubt. And I had that sliver, that sliver of willingness to believe. Um, there was still definitely that intolerance and belligerent denial. Um, but there was a sliver of willingness there. So I went to, well, she had given me a food plan. And so I, I had been doing that for several days, um, weeks, even before I came to what was my second meeting ever. <clears throat> And I heard this woman tell her story and it was my story. And I just knew without a doubt, this is the answer. This is the thing for me. Um, and my mind started to open and I would not use the word God um, at first, you know, because I had that prejudice from my previous experience um, from having grown up in a religious household and having turned away from that. And you know, whenever, whenever we would read the steps aloud in in-person meetings, um, because that's all I went to at the time was in-person meetings, um, I would close my mouth whenever we said God, um, because I, I couldn't even say that word. Um, still, to, you know, I, I don't use, you know, male pronouns with my uh, concept of higher power, and that just doesn't resonate with me. Um, because what, you know, what I now know my higher to be higher power to be is, um, this interconnectedness of all of humanity is, you know, you know, that this, um, I think the spiritual experience appendix mentions this, but it's, um, an unexpected inner resource is this inner wisdom within me, within each of us. Thank you. I see that Katie five minutes and it's so different from what I grew up with, from, from the, the Santa Claus God, the wish list God, um, the God that I didn't know how to pray to or connect with, right? Like I, 
I had religion growing up. Um, and I do believe that religion is meant to get people to spirituality. And I think it does that for a lot of people. And that's amazing. It didn't do that for me. Um, for whatever reason, um, it just didn't click and that's okay. Um, so I had religion and I abandoned that and I was an atheist for many years. And then in this program, I found spirituality, right? And, and getting abstinent and addressing the food was just the ticket into the door to cultivate, to establish and cultivate and continue to grow for the rest of my life, presumably a relationship with a higher power, right? I, learned, I don't have the power to solve this food problem. And thank you, God, I haven't binged and I have food neutrality. Um, you know, I've had food neutrality for almost four years now um, because of a power greater than me that can solve this problem for me if I surrender. You know, I, I believed in this conditional concept of a higher power, right? Where if you show me, if this, if this, if this, then I will believe, then I will dedicate my life to you. Now I know that it's the opposite. Higher power, my higher power, you know, I call, I call higher power God now personally, but um, just because that, it's just nomenclature and that's the best word that we have that I can find for that. But God comes to those who seek it. You seek them. Um, you know, I, I, so, so it's flipped in that regard for me. Um, you know, I, I've now learned that in order to have a spirituality, in order to, to connect with a power that can help me, that can, can solve this food problem for me, that can alleviate my anxiety, um, which it does, which is one of the, the greatest things that higher power, a belief in higher power has done for me. Um, that can give me a purpose, help me connect with others, you know, that, that lets me live a life behind, you know, beyond my wildest dreams in order to, to be graced with all of that. I have to seek, I have to reach out. It's not the other way around. Um, and that's been a big shift for me. You know, I, I had to, I had to let go of that intolerance and that denial, um, that ignorance. And I had to have a willingness that only for me being beat down by the food in the way that I was to get to a place of desperation, to accept, okay, there's a higher power. There's a power, it's not me. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of wrap up with this, that, um, you know, when I, when I, the steps for the first time, um, you know, I would not use the word God. And I, you know, I mentioned I do now. I use the word trust. That is, that was the, that was the word that worked for me. And it still does. Um, it's, you know, for me, connecting to higher power, surrendering to higher power is that I can trust that there, that I don't have all the answers that I don't have to figure this out. That whatever problem I'm grappling with right now, whatever anxiety I'm spiraling out about in the, in the future, um, I can trust that it's going to be okay, that there's some kind of divine plan and I can't presume to know that plan and I'm not, I'm not meant to. Um, <clears throat> you know, and I really appreciate it, you know, in this appendix, um, 
you know, that the, the key message here is that it's not a white light moment. It's not a burning bush moment. It's, you know, a spiritual awakening personality change as a result of the steps, right? It, it's, it happens over time. It's happened slowly over time. I have had some experiences um, of just this incredible, like, wave of gratitude and feeling so connected to spirit. And I consider those to be spiritual experiences, but by and large, it's, it's an experience over time. It's so many moments over time. And, you know, I, I like to think that I'm having a spiritual experience. We are all having spiritual experiences every moment of every day, every moment of every day. Thank you is an opportunity to learn and grow with higher power. We may choose to gravitate toward higher power or away from higher power and either way or anything in between is what it's meant to be. Um, and yeah, I don't have to wait for a single moment, a spiritual experience to happen. It's happening right now. And, you know, so much of my, my belief in higher power is being attuned to the present moment. And I fail miserably at that most of the time, but I just, I, I, I kind of like this concept that every moment is a spiritual experience if I choose to see it as such. And, and so why not be in this present moment you know, with higher power? Um, yeah, so thank you for listening to, to my story and rambling about higher power and uh, I will pass with that. Wow, thank you, Rachel. That was your words. Um, really resonated with me and I'm sure with so many of us. That was such a beautiful share. Um, okay, we'll now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter um, and or step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under the reactions uh, key or button um, or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Um, Katie, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and then announce when the time is up? And if the speaker is asked a question, please also allow three minutes for the answer. Um, wonderful, okay, thank you. I'll pass it over to Joanna, thank you so much. Thank you, hi everybody, Joanna, compulsive overeater and orthorexic. And first we have Nancy P. Hi, um, Nancy P, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. That was, um, Excellent, Rachel, really excellent. And I think it was excellent because it's just like my story. So that's why I think it's excellent. <laughs> um, but, I, but I do have not quite like my story, but, um, and I'm not, an, I was never an atheist, but I'm a very um, firm agnostic. And the only reason I'm not an atheist is because I might be wrong. Um, so I hedge my bets. But um, what I have to say about the spiritual experience, well, I split hairs. And I consider a spiritual experience um, not as significant as spiritual awakening, because if I'm asleep spiritually, all the experience can come right across my life and I won't get benefit of it. So for, for my personal experience, 
to awaken was what I had to do. And it talks about this, um, you know, they tapped an unsuspected, uh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, they've tapped an unsuspected resource. So to tap something is to unblock whatever it is that's, that's already there. And then it talks about this, this inner resource and a resource is again, stuff that's already there that I don't have to import. Um, and so I had this resource to believe, but I, um, or to um, embrace it, but um, I had to tap it. And it's funny that you use the word trust because when I designed my higher power that was gonna work for me, the first thing that came to my mind of what could I embrace was that word trust. And I think that what it says, this, this awareness of a power greater than myself, greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. I love the word essence because it reminds me of scent, you know, perfume, like if you're gonna write where scent, a scent of roses, they make that with, you know, a million roses, they boil them up and suspend, you know, get the scent, distill it and put it in oil and then you dab it on your, your body. So I just feel like my awareness of the fact that I have this power, you know, plucked me back from the gates of death and said, you know, not only am I gonna do that, but just so that she never feels alone, I'm gonna sit right in her brain, right here in the front of my brain. I don't know anything about brains or where anything resides, but <laughs> I feel like it's right here, right? Facing the world with me. So that anything else that wants to get in there and screw me up has to reside in the same spot as that power. And molecule for molecule has to be in the same place as where the power sits waiting you know, like a spider in a web for anything that comes, gonna wrap it up in silk and kill it. And, and it dies on the vine. I mean, a bunch of mixed metaphors there, but it protects me. And what I never thought that I could ever do, and I'm gonna wrap up with this. I never thought there was, I always thought there was something wrong with me because I've been in this program for so many years and everybody else is like, la, 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 God, 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 uh-huh. And I just was never there, but it says any alcoholic, that means me because I'm not special, capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. I mean, I'm very agnostic, but I really believe that I have a very, very robust spiritual life. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Now we have NL. Hi, my name is Anne. I am a compulsive overeater, recovered, and um, so grateful to be here. And I have to apologize because I was late. Um, you know, my, my husband's out of town, so um, the dog won't leave me alone. She'll be jumping up here in about two seconds, I believe, to, um, to have me take her outside. So I wanted to try and compose my words properly, but that was an absolutely amazing share that even though I was late, it just grabbed me and like sucked me in. I don't know what it was about you, Rachel. If it was the way you said your words, I have absolutely no idea, but I you know, I felt like I needed, I was going to come into the screen where you were while you were talking. 
um, I, I don't understand. I've never felt that way before about anything. So um, this is just a huge God moment for me. And um, I, so anyway, I, I don't believe it, um, but I was here <laughs> and I had this feeling inside of me and I just, I couldn't believe it. And it's um, probably made me look flushed um, because it, you know, it was so intense. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking so that I can um, try and settle myself down and not be so flushed. Um, and thank you, Rachel, for an absolutely amazing share. It was great. Thank you. Um, it's my turn now. Um, hi, everyone. Still Joanna, still compulsive. Um, I, I'm very moved as well right now. I think because my story is also very similar with the religious upbringing and I had to do so much healing when I came into the rooms because my higher power was a higher power that was, their love for me was conditional. I felt like I had to do everything right in order to be worthy of the love. Um, and I'm so grateful that, you know, there's literally a million and one conceptions that we can create. And if one conception doesn't work, we can modify it to meet our needs and, you know, go above and beyond what we could ever need or want. And that's been my experience. Um, and I really like, resonated with what you said about having a lot of anxiety you know like I remember my thoughts were just like turning in my head constantly and you know I was so anxious that like I would put the GPS on my phone even though if I knew exactly where to go I still didn't even trust myself to like yeah guide me there and I, I just like these little things these little anxiety ticks that I would have to do and like constantly thinking about what everyone else is thinking and do they like me and do they not and like just insanity 24 7 I really don't know how I lived that way for as long as I did and it's just such a miracle because I, I have given everything over to higher power and I it's amazing how like quiet my mind is you know like I really it's just so so peaceful I never knew that I could live this way um and of course I have my moments even still today you know I had a, a moment at work and I just I meditated for five minutes I journaled I did you know some breathing exercises and I was okay again but that's the thing it when I have these like anxiety moments it's a moment I was that was like my life, like my whole life. Um, and I'm just oh, so grateful. So I'm gonna pass and Francesca is next. Hi everyone, Francesca. I'm a compulsive overeater and bulimic uh, living in a recovered state this day. Um, thank you so much, Rachel. It's I was late also because I wasn't going to come to this meeting because I, Francesca Power, had plans, you know. Um, I have this draft of this tape, you know, I had plans and I was so tired. And then I just, something like I'm writing was like, actually, you're going to go to CYOC. And I used to hear people say stuff like this and I would be like, 
they're like, oh, I was going to do this. And then God took over. And I was like, oh, you know, I just was so annoyed by that stuff. I'd be like, okay, whatever. Um, and I just, it's just crazy. And I've, I've borrowed a lot of um, the things I've heard in this meeting from people, um, in, including um, that every breath I take um, is one of light and that I too have something um, in my brain. Because that's the thing is like, I really, I, if you would have asked me, I would have said, I'm not going. And here I am. And before I was so tired, anxious, writing. And now I just like, I feel something. And when you talked about this interconnectedness, you know, I, I have a similar um, background where I really tried to be an atheist. Like I studied philosophy, like I wanted so badly to be an atheist because I thought that was my answer. I was always in fear though. And God was everyone's opinion of me. And I just was in so much anxiety. And when I'd be waiting for the subway, I'd be like, what if I jump in front of it? And they'd be like, oh, you can't even do that. I just like this neighborhood up here was just wretched. And, and this thing in the spiritual experience, contempt prior to the investigation, I couldn't listen to anyone. You know, I had these like merry-go-round things that I would say. And when people were talking to me, it's just like, you know, when can I jump in and say my thing? And I just, and if people were like, oh, you know, like me or my friends, family, I'd be like, they don't know that I'm a monster and like what I do and I steal and all this stuff. And yet I'm still here and I'm still alive. And through these groups and the steps and something, and I always say somehow, because I don't know. I don't know. And that's amazing. And I don't have to know. But something happened to me and I have a new source now. And that's what I like to think of my higher power, because it's you know, I'm like not the energizer bunny, even though I think I am, you know, I, it, my batteries will run out. And, um, and that's, and when that happens, that's good too, because then it's like, oh, that was supposed to happen. Like I, and so, yeah, I'm just really grateful for your share. And just to hear this, this thing of trust when you said it, I was just like, oh, yes, like trust that what I think is a good plan might or may not be, or what's going to happen tomorrow. Like it just, it just really, it's like, I can just let go. And that's like, you know, I say the word God now, just like, cause it's easy. I say a lot of words. Oh, thank you so much. But just when I hear this, like, let go and let God, it's like, Oh, like when you said trust, it's like, Oh, just let go. And that's it. And that's like, so thank you so much. And um, yeah, I passed. Thank you so much for the share so far. Um, we're, we're going to stop the recording for unrecorded uh, questions or shares. Um,